to the Homemakers Club podcast. The Homemakers Club is a sisterhood of women who value the old-fashioned ways and traditions of making a house a home. As you listen in each week to conversation between myself and a fellow homemaker, it is my hope that you'll feel as though we are old friends and you're stopping by my home for a long-standing weekly tradition of sweet tea and sweet conversation. As good old friends do, we will celebrate the simplicities of ordinary days and come alongside one another to navigate the joys and hardships of homemaking. It is my prayer that when we say our goodbyes at the end of each episode, you leave with a heart that is enriched and filled with provision so that when you tie your apron strings each morning, you are joyfully ready to create a beautiful and fruitful life within your home. Grab a cup of tea and I'll meet you at the kitchen table. Hey everyone, welcome to the Homemakers Club podcast. Today I have my really good friend, Melissa Simmons. Her Instagram handle is at Melissa Amy Simmons. Joining me, we're going to be discussing all the things homemaking, from what is homemaking, to who can be a homemaker, to how we maintain joy and rhythm in our routines. Just kind of a basically like a homemaking 101 and share our journeys, um, into that journey and our lives and our history and where we are today. And I can't be more excited because I also get to meet my dear friend in real life very soon. By the time this airs, it'll have already happened. And it is just such a joy and honor and privilege to have her with me today and just the beautiful testament about what Instagram as a tool can do for our lives um, in friendship and community and fellowship. So Melissa, Welcome to the Homemakers Club podcast. Thank you for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, it's going to be so fun. And I am just elated to have you on today. We've grown in our friendship over the last couple of years. And so it's just really special to have you join me and that you said yes to being on the podcast. And before we get going, I'd really love for you to take a moment and kind of tell us about your journey uh, into homemaking, how that began, and maybe like your childhood, or if there were certain women in your life that really kind of honed in on what home meant to you. Um, I'd love to hear your journey into it and where you are today. Okay, well, I am just going to right off the bat say it because someone will say, where's your accent from? Yeah, I was born and raised in New Zealand. And so really small country, This was in the um, late 80s and 90s. I was going to school then. And all of my friends' mothers were stay-at-home moms. We were all farming families. I grew up on a dairy farm in a very small rural community in the North Island. And so everyone around me, the families all worked together on the farm. And I mean, I'm not kidding. I just, I don't really remember any of my friends' moms leaving the home. And so to me being a mother equated to being a a stay-at-home housewife. We would, my brothers and I would get off the school bus and walk up our long driveway, you know, at three or three 30 in the afternoon every day. And mom was home and she had an afternoon snack. And then we kind of, you know, we had to put away our school bags and put away our shoes. And then 
she would say, okay, go out, you know, go and find dad, go do your farm work. We had to help with everything on the farm. It was great. We had a great, I had a great childhood in a very happy Christian home. And it was a home where a lot of people enjoyed coming. I remember our family being in a, I guess you'd call it like a life group or a small group from church. There were maybe five families and every Sunday after church, we would kind of rotate whose house we'd go to and someone would bring over to three chickens, someone would bring bread, someone would bring like two liters of Sprite and we would just all eat together after church. And everyone always loved it. Our church was in town about 20 minutes away and everyone always loved it when they could come out to our house because there was the just the farm experience, you know, and New Zealand is as beautiful as it is portrayed to be. It's just rolling hills and green and the people are so friendly. And so I had this beautiful uh, childhood of people coming into our home. Our home was not by any means perfect or grand or stunning in any way. It was just a little farmhouse. It was very small, but, and mom wasn't really interested in homemaking as in like beautiful, curated, you know, and I, as a kid, don't remember going into friends' houses and thinking, wow, this is so perfect. And this, this mum must just love buying furniture and things like that. Like everyone's houses were like, they had the necessities, they were clean. It was a place to eat, a place to rest. And there was love in the home, but there wasn't like maybe, I mean, I spend more time curating my home a little bit. I find little thrifted treasures and things like that, but it was a sweet home and people loved coming. We always had a couple of helping hands. What would you call them? Like farm workers. Mm -hmm. And mum was responsible for feeding their meals. They had their own lodgings, but they would come and have dinner with us, these young men in their twenties. And so when I was 13, my parents decided to take us on a grand adventure. I have two younger brothers and we moved to Uruguay in South America, which is, um, below Brazil, next to Argentina, way down the bottom, another very small country. And the culture in Uruguay was very much that South American Latin culture where family members of all ages lived together. You know, the grandmother lives there, the cousins live just down the road. And so we went to this new culture. My parents bought a farm there and we started dairy farming there. We lived there for five years. That's where I did all my high schooling. And once again, we were in this kind of culture where people really valued home and food and eating together. And my parents shipped over all of our stuff in shipping containers. It took about three months for them to get there. We couldn't bring everything over, obviously, but like our main furniture and photos and whatnot. And so mum quickly started, you know, to set up our home in another completely foreign land. This was in 1998. And yeah, she set up home. And once again, it was like, we'd go to school, we'd come home. And, and mom, I, I live five minutes away from my parents now. And she is great, but she's kind of one of those no nonsense, like, you know, you've got your chores, I've got my chores, and then we're going to eat dinner. And then you go outside and I'll see you when the sun goes down. Like I, kn I knew she loved us kids, but she's not the snuggly cuddle up kind. She was not raised that way either. And so sometimes, you know, when I'm extra lovey-dovey with my kids, I see her kind of like, oh my goodness, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just, that's just me. I just, I look at my kids and I'm like, oh, I could just eat you up. I love you. So I had a really great example in her as far as, you know, hospitality and 
she was of that generation that I feel like we're kind of losing. And I was going to bring this up at some point. I didn't know how it would come up as a question, but I was going to talk about how kids these days live in a time where there's so much that's automatic, you know, like we put clothes in the washing machine, clothes in the dryer, they're clean. We have dishwashers that do our dishes for us. And even I was thinking about, I mean, I don't have one, but I've been tempted the little floor robots, the vacuum Mm -hmm. robots, Mm -hmm. like everything is done. And I feel it's not really our kids fault, but we're losing some of the value in doing things slowly with our hands and really like I find so much value in that in my homemaking I don't do everything by hand by any means we have a dishwasher we have a dryer for the rainy wet winter season but I still feel like for me what I can contribute to our home is hanging our laundry out it's what my mum did ever since we got married which was almost 14 years ago my husband has always put up a clothesline for me that at any house we've lived at, which I think is five houses now. It's just important to me to have that clothesline outside. I feel like in a way as a homemaker, not really bringing any money in monetary value money. I feel like that's saving money, you know, hanging my clothes out. And it's, it's everything I hang out, you know, you can't help but think about it. Oh, this is a dish towel from the kitchen and these are the kids clothes. I'm so thankful for these kids. And it's a way to be thankful for what we've been blessed with, which in this country is so much. And, you know, remembering that it takes money to buy these things and do these things and that we can be thankful in this way by using our hands and just being slow and intentional about how we spend our time at home. So I've jumped all over the place, but I get a lot of my homemaking from my mother. She hung our clothes out. She always had a little veggie garden out the back. She can make a meal out of like a cup of rice and some mushrooms. I mean, she can make this delicious food and she taught me those skills. She wasn't necessarily like a come sit on the countertop and let's have this dreamy experience baking cookies. It was more of like, you need to know that when you make cookies, you need to cream the butter and sugar first, because that's just going to be a good life skill for you, for your future husband and your future kids. Or you need to know how to make a basic white sauce out of butter, flour, and milk. And you can make so many dishes out of that. Like she was like, you need to. And so she taught me. And it wasn't until early in our marriage, John and I went to college together. So I'm in the States by now. Okay. I'm in Texas and I meet John. I was 18 and he was this tall, dreamy looking Texan. He'd been homeschooled and I loved that about him. He had this confidence that, you know, I just kind of knew he didn't really care what everybody thought about him. He was just him. I love that about homeschooling and how you can harness that in our kids. But I met him and we were friends for a year and we started dating and then ultimately we got married in 08. And the first house we ever lived in together was actually a basement apartment in Tennessee. He was in graduate school for ceramics. He's a a potter by degree and a a rancher by trade. We are now full-time ranchers. We've been ranching beef cattle for 10 years as a full-time living. But back in the day, he was in school and we moved to Tennessee and we made these friends who were living in a house that was divided into three apartments. There was the basement apartment, the main level, and the second level. And rent was cheap. The house was fine, you know. And so my friend said, oh, they lived on the main level and they didn't have kids. It was just the two of them. The husband was in grad school with John. And they said the basement apartment has come up for availability. So we snapped it up. And she was not a mother yet, my friend. But I learned so much about early um, 
what do you call it? Wifeness, just how to be a wife from her. She was about four years ahead of me. And she was at home. She had a part-time job at Starbucks. She was pregnant. And so she had a baby first. And I just got to witness her becoming this mother. I hadn't at that point been around many wives or mothers. I mean, we were right out of college and she was just so lovely in the way that she made a home. She would have, I mean, like I say, it was just a house divided up into these different apartments and she would thrift a piece of fabric and sew it and put it on a tension rod and then hang it in her kitchen window. And she was like, yay, cute kitchen, you know? And I was like, I never thought about making home beautiful. Like I knew it needed to be practical and clean, but I never really knew about making it beautiful. And she was just such a lovely example of that. So she's the other woman that I credit some of my homemaking and what I've learned to, I credit it to her. And she would always, every morning I would hear her running the vacuum cleaner because we were below them in the basement. And I was like, what, what does she have to vacuum? I mean, why is she vacuuming every day? But it was part of her rhythm. And she started out vacuuming and then she would move on to making lunch when her husband came home for lunch from school. And then when the baby came along, we would go on walks. She'd push baby Leah in the stroller and we would just chat. And it was just a really beautiful time that I'll never forget. And we're still best friends now. And she encouraged me to start homeschooling and which we now do. It's been almost five years. Well, we're going into our fifth year, you could say. So yeah, I just kind of, I always knew that once we had children, I'd stay at home with them. I didn't really know what it looked like. I don't remember thinking about it as a little girl thinking one day I'm going to have kids. I'm going to stay home and this is what I'm going to do. I don't remember dreaming about it, but I always knew, John and I always knew that I would be a stay at home mother. So as soon as Molly was born in 2011, I quit my job and John decided to go into farming and we moved back to Texas and that's what we do. And then we've added two more kids in and it's a really lovely life. I feel so happy and so blessed. It's not perfect. You know how Instagram can make it look like it is. And I've been told before that I share so much happiness and everything's great. And it's not always like that, but it is a lot like that. And I'm really thankful. So I love that. I know Instagram's definitely, a lot of people share the highlight. You know, they say Instagram's like a highlight reel. And more and more I'm seeing women kind of sharing the hardships and the back-end story, which I think is really beautiful. And also educational in the idea that homemaking is about heart shaping. It's about preparing mm-hmm. our homes so others can rest and be refueled and revived so they can go out in the real world and do big, grand things. And so I think there's a revival in homemaking and women not just sharing the beautiful aspect of it, but the real aspect. So I think that that's so powerful. I'd like yeah. to kind of go back a little bit to the beginning of what you were saying about your childhood and upbringing and mm-hmm. how back in New Zealand and then in Uruguay as well, how there was a rich culture as far as togetherness and community and women Mm -hmm. doing that alongside one another. So children, I would imagine, were running back and forth between homes and and mothers, lifting each other up and loving each other's children. And they say it takes a village to do that. What do you think about that as far as women coming alongside one another and helping each other and do you think that there's magnificence in in that because 
we live in a world today where we're all really kind of isolated and not just because of the recent events in the last couple of years, but we've all kind of taken in our own lives as far as like on our phones, we find joy in the things we want to look at. Those old fashioned women's clubs where like the legions where women would get together on a regular basis to gather for good. Um, those have kind of diminished. We've all kind of become like this isolated society. And so, yeah. Um, I know that there's a craving, and I see that daily within the Homemakers Club for women to come back together and do life yeah. together. Has your mom ever mentioned um, to you what that was like mothering during that season, or if you reflect on that, do you think that there's you know in that? She she has talked about it. She mentions, and I remember going with her. There was like a little community center in the community where we lived and every I don't know what day of the week some of the women would get together and do aerobics together Mm -hmm. and whatever kids weren't in school whichever kids were still too young and were at home with uh, mama they went along and it was I mean you think about it I think about I envision these women in their leotards and their little hand weights and they've got the music going but it was more than that it was this weekly I mean you think about the anticipation of seeing your friends and being able to have that anticipation and excitement every week must have been something to just be giddy about, you know, because I do desire companionship and friendship so much. I love the friendships I've made online. They're just as important to me. I have deep friendships like you. We've never met, but when you started We Are The Homemakers, I was there from close to, I'm not Jaden, I wasn't the first, but close to the beginning Mm -hmm. and just loving having this community of friends because in real life, I have that, but life ebbs and flows. And there was a season a few years ago where one of my friends was um, still at home. She still had a couple of boys at home and her other boys were in school. And so I could call her and say, Hey, the kids and I have finished homeschool for the day. How's about we drive over? And she'd be like, yes, come over. And one of those beautiful friendships where you truly don't care what each other's house looks like. You're past that point. You've gone there the first time the house was all picked up and it was great. And then when you leave, I don't know, I'm sure you've done this. I've had, I've invited new friends over from church or women that I've met because that's just what I like to do. It's one of my things is invite people over. And the first time you want everything kind of picked up. And then by the time they leave, you're hugging them and you're saying, you know what, next time you come, I'm not even going to pick up. We're just going <laughs> to make some coffee. And they're like, thank you. I would love that. Like we all desire that. I'm not saying it isn't genuine to have a clean picked up house, but to invite someone in to see your mess and your kids running around and dishes still in the sink. I mean, there's just something so honest about that. And I think what we really do crave because of what we see on social media, we really crave seeing that kind of behind the scenes, how you're doing your family life, because I don't know about my family, but, you know, we seem to be doing it differently. And then boom, they come into your home and they're like, okay, we are doing things similarly. You're loving your kids. You're doing their laundry. You're making meals. I'm doing these things and it's hard and it's busy, but it takes getting into each other's homes to do it. And so in this day and age, I think it just comes down to being brave and having the courage to go up to a new lady at church, another mom at school when you drop your kids off and just going up to them and saying, hey, I've been wanting to meet you and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. 
how would you feel about coming over one day? I live just 10 minutes out of town. I'd love to have you over. And I do this and I have never regretted it. I think that is homemaking in a way because this isn't just my home. It's our home. Like it's my husband's home. It's my kids' homes. It's anyone that walks in the door. I want them to feel welcome and loved. And like, there's a real friendship that could be made. Not, not every friend, not every person that comes through the door that I invite over becomes like a kindred spirit, but you always have that connection with that person. Like, Hey, remember that time you came over and you know, dot, dot, dot. There's something special about that. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I'm not in any aerobics clubs or I'm not <laughs> in any civic duty key club kind of thing because you know as a homeschooler I'm usually home with the kids so I don't join very many things I don't know what the women are doing these days in that aspect but I do know that we need it we need the the social connection and for me it's just saying I want to be that place where you can come over and then once they come over and see okay this wasn't so hard we can chit chat and then they reciprocate and I go over to their house and then you know it's just a really valuable thing in this day and age especially with everything we've gone through in the last couple of years and so yeah back to your question about does mom talk about it she does and the ladies would I mean even just due to the families helping each other on busy farm days you know the wives would make snacks or food and taking them picnic baskets to the husbands you know if there were 10 husbands working cows together or making hay or something like that and so you know the women would see hi how are you and have a little chit chat I mean that gets you through until the next time just that little bit of connection so she does talk about it I think it helped her when we went to Uruguay she found a group of friends who were other foreign women. There were about four of them total. One was from Boston. And I had never heard a Boston accent before <laughs> until we met Janet. Two ladies were from South Africa. And I learned so much about South African food and how they ran a home. They were great. And one other lady from England. And so they were kind of these expats living in Europe. And that was great to see as a kid, just knowing that mom had friends. She was my age now when they moved overseas. Like what, who does that? I mean, aside from being a missionary or in the military, who just packs up and moves overseas and starts a whole new life, just your husband and kids. And it was amazing. And so now as a 37 year old, which was her age. I'm so glad she had those friends because they, they really got each other through. They were the English speakers in town. You know, everything else was completely in Spanish. No smartphones yet, no instant translators or anything like that. So female community is so important. I really believe that. I can't imagine going through that bravery, your mother and your like moving like that is just so brave and so noble. And I love how you were saying she made home once the things started arriving and she just making a home, but the heart of homemaking didn't change for her. It sounds like it sounds like, yes, like the aesthetic and getting her furniture and getting her kitchen goods or whatever. And the photos coming, I'm um, in the shipment containers. Those are the things of like the physical act of making your house um, feel like home, but it sounds like the routine yeah. and rhythm she kept that in her heart and she made that with her hands with like you were saying she you'd come home from school and she'd say okay do these things now go outside and play like the routine and 
rhythm didn't yeah. change. So, I mean, it was like, no matter the country, no matter the culture, home was the same because it was her and it was my dad and it was my brothers and the food that we knew that we'd grown up on, that was home. And that's really special. It, it proves that it's not about the things or the money or the jobs or anything. It's the people and the relationships and the traditions that we try to keep going. And yeah, she, this is really making me, it's kind of making me a little teary eyed. Like you don't always realize the the sacrifices that your parents have made until you become a parent and you kind of start thinking back. And I know everybody has a different history and not everybody maybe grew up in a, in a happy, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? I just, we all had had a different upbringing, but I think we all know that parents try to do the best they can. And it's just amazing, really, you know, being a parent, being a family and, and the rhythms that we create. It's beautiful. And the intention that we place. I have the chills listening to you say that because we're, we're currently in the thick of it. And so we're going to look back one day and our children are going to look back one day and, and, and we're the heart of the home and the heartbeat and mm -hmm. building the cornerstone with the traditions and the values that we're instilling day to day. Every little thing adds up to a whole and that's what we're currently doing. And there's a lot of women in the homemaking community that are just starting out in their journey, whether they're single, preparing for the idea of marriage and motherhood, or some mm -hmm. women who are just now answering the call of that little stirring in their heart to understand the value of their place within the home. I also have women who reach out to me who say, well, I'm 15 years into motherhood and marriage, and I never understood the value of my efforts within my home until now and how do I begin now is it too late I'd love to hear your thoughts on what the actual role of homemaking is to you like what my husband asked me that recently and I had to really sit back and really think about that because for me currently I'm a stay-at-home mom I have been for 14 years I homeschool mm -hmm. my journey is a little bit different than everybody else's because we all have our own journeys when I sit back and really think of what a homemaker is, to me, a homemaker is someone who intentionally pours her efforts into building the foundational roots within her home. And so the things that we do set forth rest and haven and equipment and tools and provisions and all the things that I can do in nourishment, whether it's uh, spiritual or educational or emotional or physical, anything I can do to equip the people who gather within my home with grand intention, mm -hmm. to me, that's homemaking. Homemaking to me isn't, oh, you have to be a stay-at-home mom. You have to right. be married with children. None of that. It's simply the efforts we place with grand intention for good. To me, that's homemaking. What is homemaking to you? It's very similar to that. To me, homemaking is creating as rich and full of a life with my family within these four walls. And even the memories that we make out on the backyard, 
it's just creating this full life and the relationships. I want my kids to be friends forever, you know, and that starts now when they're young. It's working together to get chores done inside the home because I do, for me personally, I do like to have a clean, tidy home as much as I can. Um, it just helps with homeschooling. And as you know, being in the house pretty much full time and my husband being on the ranch, he comes in for every meal. So there's a lot of us in here all day long and things can quickly kind of spiral into a mess if we're not every few hours picking up after ourselves. And like I was saying, it's not just my home, it's all of ours. And I'm trying to instill in our kids the value of tidying up after yourself, being able to contribute. They don't make any meals yet. They're 10, eight and six, but they like to bake. And there's nothing like the pride of a kid, you know, Hey dad, I helped mama make these muffins, you know, and like that contribution to the home. So homemaking for me, it is the relationships. It's having a cozy home where they know their love, we show our love. You know, I want them to see me and dad, me and my husband hugging and, you know, having quiet time out on the porch where the kids will open the door and what are you doing? Oh, mom and dad are just talking, you know, and they smile. They love it. I want them to know that this is a, a place where they can be themselves. And we talk about Jesus and what he has done and how you know, God has blessed us with our health and having family nearby. And so it's about the connection and the relationships, but it is also about teaching my kids life skills that they can then take into their homes one day, you know, knowing that we have to have clean clothes, you know, we're on a rotation, we wear our clothes, we wash our clothes, we put them away, we sit the table, we clear the dishes, we help clean up the kitchen, we put them away so that we can do it all over again tomorrow and just have this rhythm of intention, like you were saying. And I don't think you have to have a husband or kids to make a home. If it's just you and you're freshly out of your house and you're living life as a woman and you've got a job and it's just you in an apartment, I mean, you can start teaching yourself now how to keep a home or, or finding someone who's a few years ahead of you, like my friend was, whether you find her at church or just, you know, pray that the Lord would bring a mentor into your life or your own mother, you know, if, if your mother is someone that you can look up to in that way. Yeah, it's been so long now. I feel like 14 years of marriage and these three kids, I forget what it was like early on when it was just my husband and I, and he'd go off to work and I'd go off to work and we came home and the house was exactly how we left it because no one was there during the day to mess it up. But, you know, I still wanted it to be tidy and us have meals together. We tried to eat at home, not only because of money, but, you know, there's just something cozy about being married and eating at home together and, and starting to think about the legacy of one day a family, Lord willing, and getting to nurture children and other little people in the home, but it all starts. I mean, it all starts somewhere. You're not, you don't, you know, just wake up one day and have all of these things. But I also think it's not too late. Like you were saying that you sometimes get questions from women who are 15 years in and they're like, this 15 years have flown by and here I am. And I don't know if I've truly been a homemaker. Well, it's not too late either. I think that Kids, I mean, my kids are still at home and they will be for a little while, but having them 
they are so flexible and moldable. You know, it's not too late to say, you know what, kids, I think we've been spending too much time on screens. We need to start a thing where we, we put the screens away and we, we do something as a family. You can change anything in your home, any schedule or, or rhythm. I kind of like to think of it more as a rhythm than like a regimented schedule, but it's changeable. It's never too late to say, okay, dinner time from now on is phones down. We set the table with nice, our nicest plates and our nicest napkins. And we're going to start with, you know, one thing at a time, we're going to have family meals together where we talk and how was your day and what was the funniest thing that happened today? Just like those conversations, it might seem a little weird at first if you haven't been doing that, if everyone's been having their own meal here and there and life's been busy, but you can, I feel like you could quickly learn to love it and everybody really kind of start to look forward to that end of the day meal, for example, we're a family all together and just kind of start nurturing those relationships. It's not too late. No, it's not too late. And really all along the way, like for the women who have reached out after years of not understanding or are not even thinking that they've been homemakers, and maybe just actually sitting down and looking at what they have accomplished within their homes. Because I think sometimes when we watch what other people are doing, whether it's social media or in our real lives, we can easily compare and then think, well, wow, I, I've been working outside the home or I have been home, but I've been on my phone or I haven't put grand intention to anything. I'm just like living day to day, cleaning messes and doing laundry and just doing the tasks of taking care of my house. <laughs> But really looking back and saying, wait a second, my family has been nourished. I've learned how to cook. My husband and I have a good marriage. Like there's so Mm -hmm. much beauty in our efforts that I think sometimes really just taking a moment to reflect on all the good that we have done and realize like, oh, wait, I've actually been a homemaker for the last 15 years. It just doesn't look like maybe the way I wished it had all along the way Mm -hmm. or or wow, I love what she's doing. And instead of being upset that they hadn't or I hadn't done those things, it's never too late to adapt a new skill or a new addition to your rhythm or whatever. And having that grace, because we're never going to get to a point where, yep, I've made it. I've made a perfect, happy house and everyone in it is wonderful and doing greatly. I don't know that until we're old, I think we're still going to have some things we wish we had done differently or whatever, but it's extending that grace. And it's not even just looking back after 15 years, but really like every day is an Mm -hmm. opportunity to adapt and learn new skills and add different bits into our rhythm that we never even knew existed or we see someone else doing. And that's Mm -hmm. the beauty in building and making a house a home is that we're making our own home. Yeah, I think you're so right. I loved what you said about how instead of wondering about what have we been doing, like actually thinking back on your day and finding that one thing maybe or two things that you're like, you know what? I made that dinner and my family all was like, wow, mom, that was delicious. You know, and like taking pride in that, like you just made a meal that your family enjoyed. Check that off as homemaking. You did it. You're doing it. And it's Um, so cool. Yes. It's my life isn't going to look like your life. You know, I, 
I know sometimes homemaking is equated with maybe homesteading, but it's not the same thing. And I've had someone kind of kindly, I don't know how kindly, say, well, you live in a bubble. Of course, you think everything's beautiful and dandy. You live on land and you have all this space and your kids can run around, but it's not about that. I mean, it does. Yes, I live on a farm, but you could be in the city and you, we could be doing the exact same thing. I could be making a pie for my family for dessert. You could be making a pie. I might go sit with my kids on my lap and read a book. You could be doing that too, or going to church on Sunday and, and talking to a friend. Like we're all doing these things. It's not really about the clean, picturesque setting. It's what we do that is the same. And that's like the homemakers club that you do such a good job of, of sharing about, like, we really are all doing the same thing in slightly different ways, definitely in different locations and different houses and city or rural. I mean, it's so different, but at the same time, we're so alike. We're just feeding and nourishing our families and trying to raise our kids the, the best that we can and loving each other. And yeah, it's just... I just love it. And I try to be encouraging to other women that you can do it. And you are, in fact, doing it. I even say the same thing with homeschooling. When moms say, I don't think I could ever homeschool. I just, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, but you know, you have been doing it up until your kids go off to school. I mean, who taught them this song and those ABCs and how to interact with other kids and use manners? Like you have been, you can do it. You didn't, it's the same thing. Like you may not realize it, but you are you are making a home and you are teaching your kids and you are loving the people around you. Um, so, yeah. It's, it, it, I just keep getting like this feeling of like overwhelmed, like this beautiful feeling in my heart, listening to you speak on that because it's so easy to not understand the magnificence of our efforts within our home. I had a dear friend of mine who I've met through the Homemakers Club, another one of those, like someday I'll get to hug her in real life. And she had shared through a text message on my phone. She had sent me a picture of her dirty kitchen sink and like with all the things and all the dishes, all the pots and pans. And, and, and I actually shared it in a post like last year. And she said something about, Oh, it's just a filthy kitchen. And I said, or, you could shift your mindset and shift your perspective in the idea that actually you just prepared this amazing meal for your family, breakfast and lunch and dinner, and your kitchen may be a wreck, but you gathered around the table and that's worth celebrating. And you worked with your hands and that's worth celebrating. And you Mm -hmm. said your prayers around the table and had conversation and you nourished your family emotionally and physically. And that is homemaking, not the perfect picture, picture perfect kitchen sink with the towel draped and plants in the windowsill. That's not homemaking. The dirty dishes in your sink is homemaking. Yeah, you're so right. I so agree. It's just a funny time. I mean, it's so inspiring and so it is inspiring. I love seeing the pretty pictures and and thinking, oh, I could, you know, have a little potted herb on my kitchen windowsill and I could maybe decorate my living room that way. But you have to pray for the wisdom to be able to curb that in a little bit because you don't want to go into debt buying 
all the stuff that maybe really isn't so necessary. It isn't what makes a home. It's beautiful. There's just such a fine line. And I think that the Homemakers Club is really good for that. You share the beautiful, but we also, we get to read the words from these other mamas that are so encouraging and uplifting and it's beautiful. Thank you. I'm watching it. <laughs> Makes my heart leap for joy. I try really hard to share the beauty because we are inspired by beauty. At least mm-hmm. if you're, you practice to be in like a healthful mindset and use Instagram or Pinterest or whatever platform as a tool for inspiration, but also the relatability aspect of it as well is like what you were saying earlier about we're all in this together we're all making pie or we're all reading stories to our children or we are going on walks with our husbands or fighting for our marriage or trying to learn how to uh, save money or balance a checkbook and all the things, pay our bills, go on vacation. We all are in this journey together and having the idea in your mind that, you know what, just because we see a beautiful photo of a clean kitchen more likely than not 10 minutes ago that kitchen was a wreck and she took a picture of it because look how beautiful my kitchen looks right now and I'm proud of my efforts or look how beautiful my pie is because I'm proud of myself for what I accomplished the rest of my house may be a mess but I created with my hands something beautiful and time stood still and I put my efforts there and my family gathered for that pie yeah and a pie that maybe I've been trying to master for a couple of months now. And uh-huh. here it is, like I did it, you know, and I'm proud of it and, and celebrate. my family enjoyed it. And, and I want to encourage someone else, you know, to keep practicing the art of making a pie because one day you're going to be able to do it. I mean, there is a lot of good in, in what is shared, I do think. I think so too. And I think that that just is like a beautiful, if you look at while the homemakers club and all the women within it and what they're doing on their own individual accounts really captures Mm -hmm. the heart of homemaking through relatability and beauty and sharing those things because we're all in this together and Mm -hmm. we all come from a different place and we're all working toward our own goals within our homes. And I think that that's just incredibly spectacular to come into an awareness that We are all building our home, whether it's in the beginning season of, which I'm envious of the women who are just starting out and they are finding their way into all these women's homes within the homemakers club and other areas. I'm because they're, they're answering the call to this little stirring within their hearts before. And so they may very well understand the magnificence of home and homemaking from the very beginning. And I didn't, I definitely didn't come from that. I have lots of beautiful memories of growing up in from different people within my lives that kind of have molded my journey in home and homemaking. Mm -hmm. But we're all, we're all from different places. We're all in different seasons. And I think that that's incredibly powerful to be aware of that. And then pour the things we see and the beauty that women are creating into our own homes in our own unique and individual and authentic ways. Yes. Yes. I know you're right. And it changes when I was a young mom and the kids were four, two and newborn, our days looked so different then than they do now. Those days were just, I look back at photos and I just, I see us, we were just sitting around snuggling, nursing, 
eating together, playing outside, and then the kids would go down for a nap. And it was just this, 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 not easy. There's also a lot of exhaustion in those mm-hmm. early mother days. But then as they grow older, and I mean, I'm in like a preteen stage, I guess you could say with my kids. Now, all of a sudden, oh, I'm responsible for their education. And I need to be teaching them responsibility that mama can't do it all, you know. And so things look different as you go through the homemaking journey. And like you say, moms now can find these inspiring and encouraging friends online or maybe in real life and teach each other and see how to become mothers and wives and be homemakers that maybe we I like I'm aging us but maybe 15 years ago didn't have but like we were saying earlier it's not too late and now with older kids even just a different time we may not I mean, our day does look a little more structured, you know, we come into the homeschool room and then we make lunch and then it's maybe some quiet time. And then we have to race off to town for a piano lesson. And Wednesday night is church night and the kids, you know, love that. They get to see their friends and life can look a little busier. It's not quite as idyllic and relaxed as those early motherhood days when we were all just staying home. I mean, nobody really wanted to go anywhere with three kids, four and under. We just stayed home and and just kind of hung out together. And now it's a bit more like, okay, we've got to go here, we've got to go there. And then once we're home, it's nice to just kind of fall into that rhythm of, okay, well, we're home now. Let's slow back down a little bit and eat some good food. And I don't really know where I'm going with that. It just, it made me think (laughs) about how, yes, it's, it is. Yep. We do. And they're all lovely in their own way and they're all hard in their own way, but we just have to keep doing that good work, you know, raising our kids and keeping our home. We just reached a season where my son, who's um, 14, just actually got hired for his very first job here in Idaho. They can be 14. So he is going to work incredibly part-time and spectacular hours because I'm like absolutely about letting him still be a child. Um, Yes. Working outside of the home and under someone else's supervision and guidance and learning new skills and trades that aren't necessarily from my husband and I is kind of terrifying, but also incredibly beautiful. Mm -hmm. So we're reaching this new season. I mean, it starts in just a few days. And so now I'm like, well, what does that look like? Like I'm worrying about a little bit. Well, did I equip him well? Did I teach him hard work and good manners and kind behavior? And so I'm kind of reflecting back at all the things that I have done through my homemaking journey with him. And now I'm learning, well, I need to be more intentional with my nine-year-old little girl because one day she's actually going to be 14 and applying for a job. And it's just amazing to look back at where we came from and look forward to where we're going and seek wisdom from women who are ahead of us, like you were saying, with your friend or other women on the Instagram platform and church and community in real life, like to help guide us through all of our seasons. And then we can look at the women who are earlier in their journey and pour. I'm way more intentional now about saying something to a random woman like at pizza place a few weeks ago. I saw a young mom with a three, probably three or four year old 
disciplining him in a really powerful, beautiful way. Like she was, I, I just watched her. And I felt kind of like a creepy person. Like I'm watching her <laughs> discipline her little boy and, and teaching why we don't do this and where, what we're going to do next. And, and afterwards I couldn't believe it. It was like an out of body experience. I walked over to her and I could not believe because I am introverted and I don't really I'm not very good at like just talking to random people like it's just something that I don't naturally do I feel like God actually kind of did this for me but I walked over to her and I told her I said is this your little boy and she said yes like nervous because she was just disciplining him in a restaurant and a really I mean she was quiet and very discreet about it but I happened to be standing right there and I said is this your little boy and she said yes and I said I just want to tell you what you just did and the lesson you just taught is incredibly powerful. And I hope that you know that what you're doing, I could cry right now even thinking about it. I hope that you know what you just did was so powerful and such beautiful motherhood because you corrected his behavior and you were intentional about the words you were using and you are doing a fantastic job. She started oh crying. God. She started bawling her I eyes out. I started bawling. I gave her a random stranger oh. a huge hug. And I walked. I got in the truck from when my husband was in the truck. I was running in to grab the pizza. And he's like, what just happened? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like everything in me needed to tell that woman that she is doing a really good job. And, and that's. That's the heart. I, I think when it in yes, and and I just think that that when I say and I say it quite often on Instagram, like we carry home with us wherever we go because we're homemakers. Like that is a beautiful example of pouring into mothers and women and giving them the permission and the capacity to claim what they're doing within their journeys, where they're at, and where they're going. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I this was a long episode and I am so grateful for that because we touched on so much. We touched on the heart of homemaking and our histories and the intention and what we do within our homes and, and contentment. And I'm just so, so honored and so grateful that you joined me, Melissa. I'm, it's just Ooh, my so honor. Cool. It's, it's been so great. I just love everything that you're doing. For all the women out there, I have a friend who's not even on Instagram and she heard about We Are The Homemakers and now she listens to your podcast and she's like, I truly feel encouraged knowing that there are other women out there like me. I stay at home and I I don't feel so lonely anymore. So it's it's beautiful what you're doing, what we're doing. We're doing it together. We're all doing it together. And there's a revival of women in the home and sharing that and and if I can encourage just anybody who's listening, whether they're a part of the Homemakers Club on Instagram or not, is to take a moment to really reflect on the journey that you've already embarked on and and then start being grateful for that and placing the intention in the moments of your day. It could seem somewhat mm-hmm. mundane, but really it's just powerful and celebrate the things that you have done within your home and rest in that because I think that that really is what our hearts need sometimes. It's just like a high five to ourselves for the things that we yeah. are doing in the season that we're currently in and where we've been. Mm-hmm. So, Love it. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I will talk to you and see you soon. Okay. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. This was a joy. It was a joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all for being here and for the work you are doing within your homes and sharing home with the world. I believe with my whole heart that every day, the more we share home and the art of homemaking, we are upholding the way in which home was intended to be productive, fruitful, and beautiful. Though your days may seem ordinary, little by little, you are building something quite extraordinary. Keep up the good work, my friends. If you haven't already, I encourage you to join our sisterhood on Instagram at We Are The Homemakers for daily encouragement and fellowship. And of course, subscribe here as well. We are the homemakers gathered for good. See y'all next week. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of driven living. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together.